This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! My beautiful screamers, and welcome to a bonus episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. Okay, this is what happened. I actually got the opportunity to go away and spend Thanksgiving with people. And so I decided to make Thanksgiving this Thanksgiving holiday weekend, an actual holiday weekend. I said, you know what? I got an episode of Damian Wonka Lewis due out on Thanksgiving Friday. I'm just going to put it aside, put it out this week, and everything will be fine. Well, surprise, 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 there was an outbreak of COVID at the place where we went to, and now I'm sick. I've got the COVID. So um, my energy level is really low. I'm seizing an opportunity when I have a little bit of energy to at least get something out to you this Friday, because now my whole schedule is off. Now, Debbie Wonka Lewis is behind, and the episode on Black Christmas with Cindy and Stacy, which is due out today, obviously is not ready. So the best laid plans of my some men got all fucked up. So instead, as a bonus episode, I'm inviting you behind the Patreon paywall and letting you take a little peek at an episode of Damn You, Uncle Lewis. And it's a great episode. It's one of the less popular episodes of the show, but it's a solid one. It's called Pipe Dream. And it's an emotional roller coaster because... Not only do we get to meet somebody's family member, somebody in the Curious Goods, we get to meet their family member, someone's getting married, and everything's going to go horribly wrong. Plus, the guest star is Michael Constantine, the star of of many, many things, but you probably know him from my big frat Greek wedding. This episode has a lot of weight, and it's got a lot of laughs, and it's got a lot of fun, and it's one that you probably aren't familiar with. And if you haven't seen it, it's available on YouTube, and there's a link down there in the show notes. So enjoy the episode. I hope to have everything back on track next week. So fingers crossed for me, healing vibes, all that good stuff. And enjoy this episode of Damn You, Uncle Lewis, the big gay Friday the 13th, the series retrospective. Oh, hello. Come in, come in, come in. Do come in out of the terrible weather. Oh, welcome. Welcome to my very curious curio shop. Although I hate to inform you, the shop is closed for tonight because there's a, well, it's a rather special evening. It's our monthly meeting of sorts. So unless you're here for the meeting, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. The nature of the meeting, you ask? Let me put it to you this way. Sometimes Uncle Lewis does dreadful things. Welcome to Damn You, Uncle Lewis, the Friday the 13th series retrospective podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Very Curious Curio Shop. And you're here on a very special day because we are having a wedding day sale. We're all going to a wedding. We're all going to have to bring a gift. And conveniently, everything here is on sale. And only 75% of it is cursed. So, plus you're giving it away. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. 
It's no fun to go to a wedding by yourself, especially with people you don't know. So it's always great to bring some friends along with you. And fortunately, I have two of my best friends in the whole world who are also my employees, and I pay them to be my friends. And I'm talking about my fellow shopkeeps, Trey Dean and Maya Murphy. Yay! You got a plus two. Thank you, but I, I can't help it. I'm in such a good mood. You know, l'amour, l'amour, l'amour. Love is in the air everywhere I look around. First of all, I have to say the first ep- the first meeting of the I Hate Uncle Lewis Club of the 2022 is now in session. Yeah. Hooray. It's the sound of a gavel. <laughs> gavel, 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 gavel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch! No, no, don't touch the gavel! Not the gavel! Not the gavel! It's definitely cursed. It's definitely cursed. <laughs> Sorry, I've been listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'll just sit in the corner. Okay, that's fine. All right. So the episode that we are here to talk about today is called Pipe Dream, and as I mentioned last time at the end, it's a very special episode because we are going to get to meet somebody's family member, and somebody's getting married. Oh. So it's a wedding and a family reunion all at the same time. Yeah, oh, trauma no, meets trauma. <laughs> Gay person trauma. I want to say and a funeral, but that's a uh, that's a spoiler, isn't it? Is it? It's uh, Friday the Thirteenth. This people series, die. People, people die. People die. People going to die. People going to die. <laughs> and the question, of course, is on everybody's mind: What does Mickey think is appropriate wedding attire? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it gonna be? <laughs> she looks like she's dressed for a funeral when she should be going to a wedding. We'll also, get I love into that. that. We'll get into that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Alert. What I was thinking about, like the possibilities are endless. She could actually show up looking fabulous, or she could look like a complete circus clown. And I'm here for either of it. <laughs> All of them. All of the options. <laughs> Mickey surprising. <laughs> she is. She is. She is. And it's uh, this is a great episode. It's a, it's it's tight. Mm-hmm. It's dramatic. It's got some weight. Everybody's on there. I'm not gonna say they're A game. They're on their B plus game. I'd say all our guest stars are on their A game. Yes. 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 And definitely. it's a small cast. And even though it's a small body count, it's a powerful little episode. Okay. So Maya, I believe it's your turn. Now I'm gonna have to go twice in two months because she was honest with me before I the show. But that's have not the part. I told you. <laughs> gonna let trey do all my homework no oh no i don't want to do that <laughs> you really don't want him to do that no. <laughs> trey has a drug problem <laughs> <laughs> trey confessed to me beforehand that he had edibles while he watched the episode so his notes are gonna be fun we're in for all kinds of a treat but maya it is your turn please tell me what is going on in pipe dream what's the cursed item what does it do and what can we expect do you have the a cold mic? <laughs> See, I, I, I'm going to let Trey and his puppies do my homework. I'm sorry. I should have fleshed that out better. Okay, so the cursed item is a pipe with, like, Satan's face carved into it. And the rules about it are not super explicit, but it tends to remove people causing problems. And then they die a horrific death and then disappear when smoked, when lit and smoked. I always say on Scream Queens, one of my favorite things in horror is a killer who cleans up. You know, they kill people, and then when somebody comes into the room, like, all the blood's gone. I love that. I'm like, I love that because I'm picture like, Jason mopping and stuff. This is just as good because unlike last time, you know, with the star, with the, with the sheriff's badge, we didn't have any pesky bodies lying around. Everybody <laughs> just goes away. Nope. Like, they were never nope. there. Like, the stains just vanished. And just look at that shine. My, I, th- I think I also, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Assigned me like- some additional homework. I was going to say delegated some tasks since I was overloaded this week. <laughs> that I also believe that you are here to tell us about who directed this episode, who yes, wrote it, and who our that. special guest star is. You forgot. Um, 
Everyone here is a heavy hitter. I love them all. Uh, yes. So let's talk about the writer first. We have Mark Scott Zikri. Zikri? I'm going to say that wrong. Zikri. Yeah. Zikri. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've seen him before and we will mm-hmm. see him again. Uh, he has written mm-hmm. four episodes of Friday the 13th. Most notably, the only one I've seen, Scarecrow, which means both of our heavy hitters for Ryan uh, are from this guy. Oh, they're in love. He has a thing for Ryan. Uh-huh. I mean, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Mm, I don't. I do. I'm, I'm over. I have a thing for Ryan. I don't either. So. Yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Most of this cast. Uh, not for Ryan, not for Ryan, but for John D. LeMay. Let's go that way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Great. No, I didn't. I didn't really do an irresponsible fuckboy phase, and I know Ryan's growing out of that, but it's still too much for what my eyes into. Uh, so I believe we touched on his other credits when we talked about Scarecrow, but this time I did homework, so I want to talk about my favorite things. Uh, Go ahead. So, TV shows he's written for The Incredible Hulk, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Super Friends, The Littles. And then we have two different Star Treks. We have Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Um, Then he was also Animorphs, Sliders, and he was still working in 2020. So good on him. Good for him. Yeah. He's the one who's also a sci-fi writer that everyone went bananas when he turned out he, he, he wrote for this show of all things. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe Mark, whatever his name is, wrote for this. Um, he just put out that book with Gamero Del Toro. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, Duh. Yeah. So he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Go on. Oh, yes. Let's talk about who directed the episode as well, shall we? So our director, uh, again with me and last names, I'm going to say incorrectly, Zale Dalen? Dalen? So this is sure. his only episode of Friday the 13th, but uh, he directed three episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Two episodes of 21 Jump Street, 12 episodes of a series called Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. And it looked like his more serious credits started to peter out towards the end of his career. But his second to last credit is A Bachelor's Guide to Seduction in the Kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's. Sounds... Oh, you know that DVD is cursed. Which I couldn't ignore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to seek that title out. Uh, the last thing he worked on on his IMDb was actually a short documentary on filmmaking in Canada, which also looks really lovely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that sounds lovely, you know, working a movie. Sounds super informational. Wait, this was everything. done in Canada? This show's done in Canada? Well, these episodes no. might be, because I didn't <laughs> see any hints that we were in America Town. I know, I was being silly. No, me either. Me either. No. If they did drive five hours away, they could... I mean, you could drive did, five hours if you're in, like, Colorado or California. Yeah. yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, they could have been in Toronto and gone five hours over the border or somewhere in Canada. They could, they could have gone For to Chicago. five hours to the other side of Toronto? No, I meant they could. No, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of alleys and apparently no traffic lights in America. <laughs> so it takes a yeah, that's that always. Remember that time? They, remember that time they went to that seance convention or whatever it was, the medium convention? It took them all, took them all night to get to the other side of town when they left Mickey alone with the lamp? It was... It was scary times. Okay. So, Maya, who is our guest star? Our guest star. He's wonderful. Uh, the, oh my goodness, I have the character's name and I didn't write the, no, I remember he had a very dramatic name. His name is Mike Constantine. And Michael he Constantine. plays Ray, Ryan's dad. And he has over 175 credits on IMDb. He's been working since 1959. He has Broadway credits. I had to I had to pick and choose things to mention because oh, I gave up. I gave up because I, I did. Yeah, I mean, I did notice like you pick anybody and pick any major show from the last 40 years. He's worked on it. He's worked on it. And many of them he's in multiple episodes playing different characters, which is yep. 
one of my favorite television tropes. Uh, but just to do the like barely skimming the surface version, uh, The Untouchables, The Twilight Zone, two episodes of Perry Mason, two episodes of My Favorite Martian, three episodes of The Fugitive playing different people, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Kojak, The Love Boat, Magnum P.I. MacGyver, Murder, She Wrote, Law and Order. He's in Thinner, and he's also in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the sequel to My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I think it's just called Greek Wedding 2. Uh, and also the uh, My Big Fat Greek Life, the TV show spinoff. Yeah. The episode started, he showed up, and I went, oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a total, oh, that guy you, guy. Yeah. Oh, you that guy. You've a million guy. things. No idea what it is, and you have no idea what his name is, but you know you know him. Like, oh, him. Oh, fuck. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's masterful. He does a great job with this episode. And it, I mean, this this is the Friday the 13th walking, walking the edge. Like, it could be campy and terrible, or you could take this script that is very difficult to handle and make it empathetic and successful. And I think he does a really good job with this. Yeah. Well, he also had to play double duty because not only is he playing our villain, it also turns out he's Ryan's dad. (laughs) (laughs) So we really also want to love him. We want him to get through or redeem himself somehow. And yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a a complex little episode. I dug it. I dug it. Okay. I dug it too. So the episode opens, the episode opens. (laughs) And we're at an investor's seminar. And I kind of laughed just because they showed the little board showing where the meeting was. And it was Make just those your ones fortune the, today. Yeah. But it was with those cheap-ass signs with the press on letters. But I said, it was 1987. That's all we had. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have digital boards back then. We didn't have those nope. fancy things. I'm like, that's really all we had. And I, that's fine. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. But, okay. So we're at this investment seminar. Trey, what happens at this investment seminar, if you remember? I remember. Um, so... Ray starts a conversation with someone else who has a brand new invention of his that he's trying to get funding for that is a super ray gun or super gun. I don't know. And Ray's like, oh, I'm like little mini grenades, basically. Yeah. And Ray's like, oh, laser sighted mini grenades. Laser sighted. It was just, I was just like, okay. And Ray's like, I've got this amazing, you know, I, I'm a conduit. He calls himself a conduit where he's yeah. he's there so he can help people with ideas get funding to make their ideas a reality. Yeah, he makes and the connections that they need. Exactly. He to the people that they need to make the connections that they need. That kind I of really thing. just yeah. think the conduit line was there so he could know he's a con man. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Did that and cheap suit that he's wearing not tell you that he's a con man? I want it in a script. I know, I know, but I said, I'm like, I would not be taking financial advice from anybody wearing a suit that cheap. I know it's a character choice because the guy is dirt poor, as we learn later. Yeah. And a complete failure. And the guy that he's talking to, (laughs) I wrote him that I described him as creepy 80s gay porn guy. I thought the same thing. Oh, that's on the nose. But in the beginning of the porno, he doesn't know he's gay. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to pass him off as a straight guy, and he's like, I've never yeah. done this before, and then he bends over, and it's like the Holland Tunnel, but that's not the part. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the sides. I can't. What? But anyway. We, um, weird, uh, damn you, Uncle Lewis, do not condone slut-shaming, but. Um, I'm not slut-shaming. I'm just saying this happens in porn all the time, and you're like, I can only suspend my disbelief so well, far. He's wearing <laughs> business hair, and he's wearing Chuck Taylors. It's, and his face and is very manicured a little bit. It's awkward Very manicured. Awkward Too as manicured fuck. to be in this sad convention. Yes. He was so creepy. If it wasn't Michael Constantine playing opposite him, I would go, that's our villain. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yes. So I think it's supposed to be a misdirect. The gay porn thing was not helped that when Ray 
Michael Constantine says to him, Oh, mind you, I'm not just an idea man. I'm what they call a conduit. What's a conduit do? Well, for the last few years, I've been looking for an unsung genius, that raw young talent that I can really help. You don't think men like Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, but they made it on their own, do you? They had promoters, men behind the scenes, movers and shakers who connected them to the money. Conduits. Well, your, your thing sounded great. Your speech, when you talk to you, sounded great. And I just know you got a great idea in that head somewhere. And <laughs> the guy, the creepy guy, creepy gay porn guy, is holding one of those cylinders that you put posters or, or like blueprints in. And he's holding it like vertically, like up near his face. And he goes... Well, I am working on something. And he looked at it, and I was like, if he shoved it up his ass, I'm going to go home right now. <laughs> a little something? Are you, are you sure it's little? <laughs> Start the scene. So, yeah, he shows him the blueprints for this ray gun, the, 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 the laser-sided ray, whatever gun. calling it Ray because his name is I think Ray. It's a, it's a ray I just realized it's totally that it's a ray gun. Okay, well, no relation, no relation. Very good, no relation. So, oh my God, that's going to be my gay porn name. Well, Ray Ray, God, no I'm sure relation. it's taken. I'm sure it's taken. Um, with two ends, three ends. <laughs> One of those Spanish uh, ends. With a show of the top. Ray um, um, Where were we? Oh, oh as he's talking. But, but yeah, he explains no, he everything. he wants to have some kind of a partnership, which doesn't sound like a gay porn at all. No, 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 no. And he show, explains the whole thing to Ray and Ray. Okay, we're continuing down the gay porn line. Ray's like, excuse me while I whip out my pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this? I've never tried it before. Yes. Someone gave it to me, my uncle. Nicole. Mm-hmm. And the pipe. If you he said all that. He's like, my uncle look- gave it to me, and I've, I've never actually, I've had it for years, but I've never smoked it before. But I feel like smoking it today, which I also love. There's that calling. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they do such a good job with the, the little seeds of the corruption, both from Uncle Lewis and from the object. Yeah, because he doesn't know what it does. He but doesn't know. Yeah. He's had it forever, but he's, he's never. He's just happy he to doesn't. celebrate. Someone wants to work with him. He might have a small success based on working with this guy. Yay. This so, pipe could not look any more evil if it had like Donald Trump and Dr. Oz's face on it <laughs> as they were like running through a field of small kittens. It just. It, I think Dr. Got, Oz is running this convention, to be yeah. sure. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, so so they light, he lights the pipe to celebrate. And what happens, Trey? I'm going to leave it to you because Maya talked a lot. <laughs> the smoke. No, is... no. I mean, you you did two things at the beginning. I want to. I'm trying to give equal time to my shopkeep, so you don't Thank rebel you. against me and form a union. Oh no, unionize. I know a red CG smoke comes out, envelops the the guy, um, the the non gay porn actor, and starts basically burns him alive, or he starts to have welts and bumps everywhere as if he's being bur- you know burnt from the inside, and then he just disappears. And it, the whole time, Ray is looking kind of like, huh. How about that? Looks at the pipe, looks at the dying guy. It, it, he does seem very surprised, but also not too concerned about it. Oh, no. Guess I got the blueprints for this fabulous gun right here, and that guy is gone. What's a girl to do? He yeah. takes the blueprints and <laughs> rolls them up and walks out. He might be back later. I'll just hold on to these till he comes yeah. back. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I never knew a pipe to do that, but then again, I've never smoked before, so maybe that's normal. Maybe that's what happens every time. Who knew? 
The Surgeon General was right. Smoking really does kill. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not off to Curious Goods yet. We have one more stop before we go. Where do we go, Maya? We are going to meet Mr. Clemens, who runs a sketchy, like, Mm no? He goes home. He goes home. The Connie. I love oh, I had this in a separate order. I must have ADD wrote it down. I'm sorry. That's okay. Connie, yeah, he, Connie. Oh, you know what? You're right. Maya was right. You, you rescind that. Oh, eh, really? What? Eh, eh. Rescind. No, I'm looking. At, no, I have, okay. the, I, have the, I have the episode list over here. Hey, we cut to the artillery range where it's a, who knows how long later where he's had. He now has a prototype built of the gun and he's trying to push it off to an investor. I loved all of the people. On yes. the company yes. side of this, because yes. the company that he's that he's selling this thing to might as well be called Shyster and Shyster. Yes, definitely. There's no indication in the dialogue or their actions that they're doing anything bad. But every single person working for this company is a complete sleazeball in the way they yes. act. They've all got like the they, 80s villain hair and cut suits, and they 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 grin like sharks. And it's it's just. Yeah, Perfect this is a real barn burner guy. It's a real barn burner, right? It's a real barn burner of an idea guy. <laughs> Listen, my company operates in different ways than most. Now, my firm runs a little different than most. There's no board of directors at the top. There's only me. When I say yes, it's yes. As of today, you're on the payroll. And this little sweetheart takes top manufacturing priority. Thank you, Mr. Clemens. Mr. Clemens, what about the XB-22? It's already slated for production. Johnny, Johnny, I wouldn't be a good boss or a good friend if I wasn't honest. The XB is a good weapon and your talent's appreciated. But this one's better, isn't it? (laughs) The the, the guy who ran the company was great. He was great. great. I loved him. And he's got this little sleazy, weaselly sidekick, John, whatever his name was. I want to talk about John, this weaselly sidekick. I looked up his credits as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great last name. His name is James <laughs> Kidney. He is still working. So he, he uh, started oh, working uh, in the early 80s. He was in the 80s Twilight Zone. He was also in MacGyver. He was in Rin Tin Tin, Canine Cop, Robocop, the TV series, Free Willy, the TV series. He's in the 1995 movie Crash, not to be confused with the one about racism, definitely the one about mm. car crash fetishes. Uh, the got Dark Angel, the Cronenberg one, uh, Warehouse 13, Smallville, The Fixer, Arrow, and he was in one of the Deus Ex video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good career. Busy boy, busy boy. Busy and he boy, always... villain face, just baller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, own it, own it, own, own it. Because the second he showed up, I'm like, I instantly loathe this guy. And he yeah. lives up to every bit of loathing that I spewed out of him just from looking at him. Yeah. So – John has also been working on a gun being produced by Mr. Clemens, but it's not as good as the Ray gun. So after Clemens, yeah. like, hires Ray, John, uh, John comes up to Ray and he's like, quite a coup you pulled off here today. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to get you later. Meh, 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 meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his, his basically was already bought by the company and it's already to be produced. But now this one's better and it makes his obsolete. Obsolete, obsolete. One of us has got to go. okay now now we get to cut to ray going home tell me about ray's home life his wife connie loves him i like connie connie's delightful his girlfriend his girlfriend his girlfriend his girlfriend girlfriend. girlfriend. yes you're right 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 this whole episode i just went oh poor connie me too poor connie connie's wonderful uh she only started working like five years before this episode aired Mm -hmm. um so 
came at it from not a young starlet point of view, which is absolutely fine. Uh, she did a bunch of TV stuff I hadn't heard about, but just like the rest of Canada, she's an Avonlea. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, sizable IMDb list, but nothing on this side of the state. But yet another role in this show with a fabulous, juicy role. Yeah, for a woman who's yes. not twenty-five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I uh, like you, Patrick. I was right now. I was like. I like Connie so much. She's going to die in the whole episode. I was really, really anxiety. <laughs> I've been here for 23 episodes. I know what the fuck this show is. I know what you're going to throw at me. You're going to break my heart. So but we, we visit the home of Ray anyway. and Connie, and it's sad, and it's poorly lit, and it's dark. Oh, my and God. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's out of a Clifford Odette's play. This, this apartment. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Stanley Kowalski's shitty apartment in uh, Streetcar Named Design. Like, the walls are just, like, covered in brown shit. <laughs> it's sad oh, yeah. paintings. She's and wearing Connie's that sad cold, sweater. So, like, they're probably not paying their heat. She's wearing one of his sweaters. Like, it's, it's just sad. But when he walks to the door, what's different? Oh, she, she, he comes in with a giant thing of flowers. Yes. And, yeah. and she flips. And she's she's like, like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. She's like, go. did you spend our rent money on that? And he's like, oh, yeah, I spent all the money. Hey, hey, ask me if I like what you're wearing. And she's like confused. And, yeah, I and love he goes, that line. And he, and he does it again. And, and, and she goes, do you like what I'm wearing? He goes, no, I hate it. You deserve so much better. Oh. I, Sometimes a man's life can turn around in one second. Here, let me have these. Look at you, look at you. Ask me if I like what you're wearing. What do you mean? It's, it's your old sweater. I know, but ask me if I like it. You like what I'm wearing? I hate it. And I hate this stupid apartment. You deserve so much better. And baby, you're going to get it. Do you hear me? You're going to get it! I think that the cheap move would be to make him unlikable, to, to make him... Shitty with the other people in his life, especially because we do learn that he's Ryan's dad who walked out. But he loves Connie. He wants to take better care of her. He just doesn't know how. And I and love the relationship between them. And yeah. that's just like what drives home so much of what's heart wrenching about this episode. Yes. Yeah. He's he's there's a good guy hiding under there somewhere. He's oh. really trying to be the best person he can, and just makes all the wrong choices all the time. And that's before he lit the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Which a lot of times I kind of think, why do these people let themselves be seduced by evil? But in this one, it really makes a good case with very little time of why Ray would go that route. Because he is he kind of a fuck up. He can provide for the people he loves. Yeah, but he's also kind of a fuck up. If this was a Shakespearean play, Ray's fatal flaw would be ambition. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's Definitely. what drives him all the time, and it's when going to drive him right to the damn grave. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler people die <laughs> some of the villains die <laughs> i agree with with everything you said i half expected when we heard that there's going to be a wedding i'm like that door is going to open it's going to be some trophy girl oh yeah it's going to be it's going to be a bimbo she's going to be a bitch and that's not what it is connie is age appropriate she is lovely she is kind she makes an effort to get to know everyone and tries to take care of everyone around her yes she's the peacemaker peacemaker yes, for sure yeah yeah and we're going to need a lot of it because everybody's fighting. Yeah. At last. Yes. At last, we're going to Curious Goods. Hooray! Finally. Yay. Hooray! What's going on? Jack's not there. That's what's going on. Okay. <laughs> no, Jack's, no, 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 no. Jack's no. there. Jack's there. They're like, no. Mickey comes in and says, where's Jack? And she goes, 
And uh, Ryan says, Jack's asleep or vice versa. My notes say Jack better be in this episode. Exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, I was watching this in an elevated state and Connie's fate was causing me anxiety. Jack not being there was really starting to piss me off. I was like, where the fuck is Jack? This episode was a Jack tease. I knew that Jack was in this episode because I watched it a few months ago. I did not. But when I heard when I heard them say, "Oh, Jack's asleep," I'm like, "Are they gonna? Is he gonna sleep this whole episode? When was the last time we saw Jack previous to this? Was that back in?" Okay, Amish so Land? my notes are like, "Was Jack out on contract? Did he book a feature film where he just mm-hmm. couldn't do Friday the Thirteenth for three weeks?" Like, it's been longer yeah. than that. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been longer than that. I was. Jack. I was also concerned. I was happy to when Jack, and when Jack shows up, it made me so happy. Yes, that that is an issue. But the thing that makes this day different than any other day at Curious Goods is that Ryan got something in the mail. What did he get? Oh yeah, wedding a invitation. wedding invitation from yeah. his dad. Uh huh. He must be thrilled. He's not. No, he's not. No, not at all. No, this is when we find out that Ryan doesn't get along with his family at all. So yes. okay. Mickey has some really toxic advice here, and we just listen to it, which is yes. fine. Yes, I thought the same thing. Ryan, for as long as I've known you, you haven't received so much as a, a phone call or a card from him. And now this, and you're just going to ignore it? Yep, that's right. Your father's getting married. Let's just drop it, okay? Not unless I get a reasonable explanation. Let's just say I don't get along with him. I haven't talked to him in years. Why not? I guess I'm a disappointment to him. I always tried to be what he wanted. I just got tired of it. I quit school and ran as far away from him as I could. Well, maybe he's mellowed. I mean, he's starting a new life. You don't know him. Ryan, as long as you keep running, he still rules you. Maybe it's time to make peace. It's like, I don't talk to my dad much, and so I'm a full proponent of you don't have to deal with your family if you don't want to when so she's like you don't know how long you're gonna be together and maybe you should go bury hatchet i was like no mickey and also i was like this is your family too why are you acting like you should know who these people are oh, we'll come I mean, to that. mickey's we'll come to that there's, 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 there's a line in this kind of a a clue. for a bit uh, i mean i, yeah. I want to i wrote down something she says yes. as long as you keep running he still rules you maybe <sighs> it's time to stop running yeah shut up mickey yeah. No. Okay. Healthy boundaries, Mickey. <laughs> have healthy boundaries. True. We don't have but healthy boundaries, though. We go. We go to the wedding. Yeah. And, but Mickey roped herself into being a guest that she did not expect to be. <laughs> like, okay, fine. I'm gonna go, but you're coming with me, bitch. Oh yeah. Ryan's like, I got a plus one. You have to come. It's only four or five hours of the car. <laughs> but I'm like, this is her family too, isn't it? I mean, it is, and they do like one line about that. But I'm just like, this is a whole odd. Because it was a very tell. It was a very telling line. But we'll come to that. Yeah. We'll come to that. Yeah. Okay, we can't move on until we talk about Mickey's outfit. <laughs> Mickey's wearing a hot pink sweater and l- hot green <laughs> hot green skirt, making it like the epitome early 80s color combination. Absolutely. I think I had Barbies with that outfit. Yeah, that was the preppy combination. <laughs> yeah, hot pink and lime green. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got those big hoop earrings on that she had on. Yes. In, uh, oh, yeah, but they're like acetate hoop earrings, so the circle faces out. Yes, yeah, it's the yeah. same ones that she wore in the uh, in the comic book episode. Yeah. That was really distracting me. When it's a Ryan episode, this is what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> I wear huge accessories so people still look at me. She had she was good this episode vocally. 
I did yeah. not catch many Mickey-isms. There's no. something in here in this scene that's not quite a Mickey-ism. It's something else. I'm going to play the clip because I can't remember exactly what she said. I was going to grab it beforehand. Her father's getting married. The way she says this. Her father's getting married. Well, you need to. Well, <laughs> It's not like you get a letter every day. She just hit letter really weird, like Maybe it's take twenty, and I've mis- like it's take twenty, and I've mispronounced it every single time, and I'm just going <laughs> to overpronounce yeah, it to exactly. make sure I get it right. Every Act single person on set has rolled their eyes when she's fucked up a take saying letter, so we're going to say letter this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might get more letters than I've seen, Ryan, but I get so much fan mail. Did you know that my alter ego <laughs> is a pop singer from the last episode? <sighs> oh, okay. Um, Lucy Bender, male woman. Okay, so we get in the car to travel and Ryan's style, his his hair for the like, fuck you, I'm going to look good and see my dad. Just Ryan looks great. I love his tweed coat. I love his hair. Yes. yes. Yeah. Ryan was cute. No, no, no sign at all of that Miami Vice look that we saw last time. <laughs> no, we'll never see again. we can't now. speak of that. No, <sighs> now he looks like a normal person. Now he looks like a young, professional, successful, cool, hip. Like yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Going to a wedding. Bang. Going to a wedding. And she looks great, too, of course, obviously. And so, yeah, they're, they're pulling up and they get, they're, they're walking up to the house and he's like, I don't know whose house this is. My dad never had two cents to rub together. This is not his house. Yeah, this is a nice house. And Mickey says, there's one way to find out who lives here. We can ring the doorbell. We can ring the doorbell. <laughs> say that. That's me saying that. Ring the doorbell and find out. And they do. And this is when we get the big reveal. The door opens. Ray's standing there. And Ryan says, hi, dad. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. Yeah. My notes just say, Ray is the dad. <laughs> oh, no. And the dad is not happy to see Ryan at no. all. Yeah, I didn't invite you. Where are you here? And Connie's like, I invited him. I think it's time you two bury the hatchet. Your son seems important. Your only living son should be pretty important. <laughs> and that's when I wrote, Connie's too nice. She's going to die. <laughs> I loved her because she pushed She pushed her way through past Ray to say hi to the people at the door. And said, oh, no, no. It was me. It was me who invited you. She said that first before she goes, hi, I'm Connie. I'm the oh. fiance. She did that before she introduced herself. Like the people in front of her were always more important, which I loved yes. about her. Yes. And it seemed genuine. Like she was not being like a, a, a meddlesome busybody, but it's like she genuinely wanted to help. Yeah. 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 Very and much. then when they're walking through the door, when they're walking through the door, they said, Oh, and this is, this is, this is Mickey. She's cousin Catherine's daughter. And Ray went, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one the okay. voice said, Oh, that part of the family. <laughs> yeah, that's the one line. Okay, well, I'm glad they threw that in. Oh, there. we heard about her. They had to send her away to speech therapy school because she talks <laughs> away. <laughs> then she ran away. How <laughs> kind of you to let me come. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to make Roby do it with a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> yes, they get you know, they get inside. There's a whole lot of awkward conversations, like very tense yeah. conversations. And Connie breaks it up by saying, "I know, Ray. Why don't you take Ryan over to the factory and show Ray's him like, this?" Come to a factory. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay." Ryan's like, "No, I want to see it. I want to see it." And that tone of like, "I got to see this bullshit for myself." What did you invent? What did you invent? Is it is it is it a snuggie? Is that what is what? Slink it. 
It's, it's a blanket it's, with sleeves. No, it's a blanket, but it's got feet. But no and laser. <laughs> it's a blanket. <laughs> That's a blanket that attacks you from the sides as a blanket. Oh, yeah. and they like and that. so they go off and they leave Connie and Mickey there. And I love this too. She's like Connie just turns and goes, "I'm getting married tomorrow." And I, I got so much to do. I hope you don't mind being worked to death. I I, just, I love Connie so much. And Mickey, Mickey, Mickey goes. Well, what are vacations for? <laughs> yeah, Mickey. That's Ray and Connie's house was built for hedonistic pleasure. Excuse me while I go rub my pussy on things and eat weird things like pineapple. The people here are so colorful. <laughs> I hope they'll play my song at your wedding. <laughs> no, you know Mickey's going to sneak her song into like the wedding playlist. <laughs> oh, damn. oh then she's going to play it a second time. Yeah. Oh, it's my song. She's going to start dancing around it again. to it. <laughs> We get on the floor. So, so uh, we go to the we go to the factory. We yep. go to the factory, and it is this like hideous, horrible, gross industrial complex. Yeah, military complex, high security, allegedly. Lighting. And then here, I wrote that all that linoleum, like she, that linoleum, you could smell. I could smell it. You know, it's got that <laughs> that industrial cleaner smell to it. Well, yeah. and I wrote in here that Ray's become like a low rent Tony Stark. That he's now like this weapons inventor. Like, how did he get to learn about all these? I, I, I'm not gonna. Well, he he didn't he didn't. Okay, so this is where your drugs were were padding it out a little yeah. bit. Because <laughs> in this scene, Ray is lying through his teeth to Ryan okay. about. Then I just had to realize that if it tracks to the laser, then the you know the the pellets will explode in a helpful way. It's not his design. He didn't problem solve any of this. He stole the entire blueprint from that guy we killed in in our cold open. He's just lying his ass off okay. we're going right back to the toxic problems we had from yeah. ryan's childhood you are my sober explainer thank you i <laughs> will promise to not be sober later no okay okay uh dads and sons stuff i don't remember exactly what was going on here but it's just more awkward things like hey you're such you're like yeah we don't even you know you're what do you know you're just an artistic type okay no yeah. no, 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 no hold on pause 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 we don't get to the artistic type until we go downstairs to the weapons range so he's complaining about what it's like to work in the weapons factory and he thinks everyone's out to get him and he's like yeah there's the little fish and the big fish and the little fish are flocking to me and he goes off on this like paranoid rant and my position always has enemies enemies little fish don't like big fish coming in from the outside and gobbling up all the fish food people in this place would like to slice me up and serve me on a plate and then he wants to show off the weapon that he quote unquote made to ryan he shoots it off a couple times ryan doesn't want to shoot it okay. he, he's offered the gun and he goes oh of course oh. you don't want to shoot it you've always been the artistic type because we can't say gay on canadian television yeah well he has been the artistic type he likes to draw he he, he does like to draw but also books. like and he likes music he plays the guitar. He's calling his son a pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he calling. He, yes. like, this is this is the convert. This 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 all really rung for me because this is the argument I've had with my dad since I was like eight. He doesn't get me. I don't get him. He's all business. But it's the successful version of Ray. Sure. But and so I can't argue with him on that. I'm like everything he says works for him. But I'm like that's world not for me. He doesn't get my world. Doesn't understand it. But you know we just don't talk about it. We do the Irish Catholic thing. We never talk <laughs> about business ever. One day I'll die. Yeah. yeah. Feelings like treasures, so you need to bury them. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the girls will be girls. 
I've had more babies pulled out of me than a burning, burning orphanage. orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Miss Coca Pro, we're not talking about that. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so everything. He, yeah. After that speech, after the you've always hold been on, the artistic. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, which, which speech? Because we didn't talk about the staircase on the way down to the firing range where Ray starts talking about. Oh, a boy needs somebody he could look up to. And I didn't That's have anybody. That's what I was getting to. Yes. Okay, good. Take yes. it away, Maya. Because uh, that so happens before the thing, before testing out the range. This is an amazing speech to deliver to your son who you abandoned. Yes. But a boy needs someone to look up to. And, well, my father ran away the day I was born. But you know who really had an impression on me was my Uncle Lois. I love the reaction that. That you know, Ryan gives in a lesser piece. A lesser piece. Ryan would have done a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> spit take right into the camera. Uh, and he tells a story about how uh, Ray tells a story about how he injured himself as a child and like cut himself in the neck and was bleeding profusely. And Uncle Lewis came and touched him with something and stopped the bleeding like magic. Who was that guy? John York. Jealous little man. Probably from a long line of jealous men. That stuff starts in childhood. A boy needs someone to look up to, somebody to pattern himself after. Now, my father died the day I was born. I never knew him. But that doesn't mean that I didn't have anyone. I had Louis Bondredin. Uncle Louis, he never told me that. But it was sort of between us while he was alive. Now, there was a man with will and knowledge. When I was four years old and I tripped over a rusty can and fell, the, the lid was bent up and caught me right on the ear. I ran up to him, howling, blood just running down. Lewis put something right there and the cut went away. I could have never been there. The blood just disappeared like magic there wasn't even any cut there wasn't even any blood it was totally gone he's an amazing man which means that ray has always had this like predestined curse on him which is so sad Mm. he's always been cursed and what i thought was cool to what was sad too is that he has spent his entire life idolizing uncle lewis and has no idea what he is yeah and ryan straight up tells him Uncle Uncle Lewis, he was always dirt poor. You know, he was always living hand to mouth. And I don't know how, all of a sudden he got super rich. And I don't know how he made that little store make so much money. Who was that guy? John York. Jealous little man. Probably from a long line of jealous little men. That stuff starts in childhood. A boy needs someone to look up to. Somebody to pattern himself after. Now, my father died the day I was born. I never knew him. But that doesn't mean that I didn't have anyone. I had Louis Bondredin. Uncle Louis? He never told me that. Well, it was sort of between us while he was alive. Now, there was a man with will and knowledge. When I was four years old, and I tripped over a rusty can and fell. The, the lid was bent up and caught me right on the ear. I ran up to him, howling, blood just running down. Lewis put something right there, and the cut went away. I could have never been there. The blood just disappeared like magic. 
Lewis was always dirt poor, just left hand to mouth. But I loved him. Well, one day, he struck it rich overnight. How that little store could make such a bundle, I'll never understand. Yep. We do. Yep. We do. Ryan does. And Ryan's straight up like, he made a deal with the devil. We get his stuff back because he caused harm. Yeah, he just, yeah, he blurted out. Of course, Bray's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, it must be an artistic thing. What I liked about it is that the whole family thing is never, ever addressed in this show, especially with like Ryan and Mickey. But having Ryan's dad have this old full relationship with Uncle Lewis really kind of just brought the whole family structure to the forefront, which they've never taken advantage of. And I really, really like that. Yeah. And what I love also, now we go back to, to their house where Mickey and Connie are getting things ready for the wedding, which yes. they're having at the house, which is adorable, which is adorable. Yes. And Mickey's carrying boxes. Boxes? Boxes. And she drops Bacuani. one. Well, the box is clearly empty. And then she goes, I hope the one hits your the china wasn't in there when she dropped <laughs> yeah, it. She I dropped hope I didn't one. break yeah. your china. And I was like, it thumped when it hit the ground. <laughs> it really thumped. And meanwhile, they're like, what's china? Like, we usually chinette. We have <laughs> with those paper for those paper plates. We're using paper plates. What are you talking about? But what's in the box that Mickey drops? Photo album. Who's in the photo? I don't get. I love Connie here. Connie's like, oh, it's Ray's photo album. There are pictures of Ryan in here, and yeah. she's flipping it open to get pictures of Ryan. But what does she find instead? A picture of young Ray and his uncle F- Lewis. That's Ray when he was a little boy. <laughs> Who's that with him? That's his uncle Lewis. Louis Vondrady? Uh-huh. You know, he was the only person who ever gave Ray a Christmas present when he was a little boy. Connie, did Louis give him anything in later years? Oh, an old pipe. Ray calls it his good luck charm. Mickey plays this beautifully, too. Yeah. Like that look on her face, that... that, that, that it's not the, the, the fact that she doesn't react to it, but you can see her not visibly trying not to react. I'm like, that is such a yeah. great, great moment. Yeah, it was very good. Uncle Lewis was the only person who ever gave Ray a Christmas present when he was a boy. <laughs> that was that was creepy. I, I got chills on that one, which leads Mickey to ask, uh, did he ever give him anything when he was older? Mm-hmm. And of course, Connie's like, uh-huh. Gave him a pipe. So now we know, so now Mickey knows what to look for. Mickey is clu- clued in that something's afoot. Yes. Which is weird. That makes me want to start to figure Yeah, Mickey's. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, That's Mickey's. Yeah. Mickey's on uh, the draw this time. Then they have, then we have the scene on the fire range that we kind of talked about where they, where they have that fight. And I just love that. Well, you, you, why is it, you got to do what something life? with your you life. You have a life. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You're the artistic type. Dad. Have you ever taken a stand on anything in your life? Can we not get into this? You drop out of college to play shopkeeper. Why Uncle Lewis left that place to you, I'll never understand. Is there a point to this? Yes. You're not a kid anymore. You're a man. You got to do something important with your life. Don't go back. Stay here with me. I can get you a great job. I got a job and a life. What life? You don't have a life. You're going nowhere. If Uncle Lewis were here, he'd tell you the same thing. Uncle Lewis made a deal with the devil. That's where he got all his money. I've been running all over hell trying to retrieve his cursed antiques, trying to undo some of the damage. So don't give me Uncle Lewis. What the hell are you talking about? 
and they're interrupted by Creepy John. Yep. Creepy John also had a lovely scene early on in the scene when they were just walking down the hallway. He kind of came up and he's like, hey, Ray, I got to talk to you later. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah but I got to do this now. Who's this? And he's like, it's my son. John took like a two-second beat to, to, look, to look at them both and take this little teeny tiny step back before he's like, I'll talk to you later. It was such a great dick move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like you're this is nobody. You're nobody. I'm gonna have to take you down to it was a wonderful moment for a wonderful weasel moment that we just would normally get ignored. But I like my I like to I usually get cast as villains. I'm always watching for stuff like that. I'm like, oh that was good. I would know nothing yeah. about that. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say hi to you. I'm not gonna introduce myself to you. You don't matter. <laughs> but anyway, he calls he calls Ray aside and takes him into a room to have a little conversation with him. What is he having a conversation with Ray about? Someone has other copies of the blueprints of the Ray gun. The patent was filed but not processed or something. Yeah. And it has the original not gay porn guy's name all over it. And then, surprise guest, we have gay porn guy's brother just enter the room to be like, Oh, yeah. What do you say happened to your brother? No one's heard from him. You don't say. Wow. What a weird coincidence that your name is not in this document, but the name of a missing young man is. And I also love that once he once the little once the brother finishes his little speech, John is like, OK, great. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, bye. Like, we'll let you know. Doesn't the brother even wonder why did you. The beard. Okay, okay, yeah, well, <laughs> why are you bringing me here? Why is this stuff have my brother's, you know, you have my brother's pet? No, he's just like, OK. I'm done now. Bye. You have been a useful prop. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> Can you validate my parking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exposition dumb. But in the meantime, Mickey is coming to the facility to intercept Ryan to let him know that something is up. Yes. What I think is fascinating is that we clearly have a high security facility, but Mickey is allowed to wander around by herself. <laughs> we have. She's Lucy Bender. We have. Nice. Exactly. We have. We have problems. We have people having problems later on. Needing security to get in the building. Can you get me in the building? Can you get me in the building? But Mickey's just like, hello. Hello. <laughs> like, oh, it's that girl who sang that song. Let her in. <laughs> hey, Roby goes where Roby wants to go. I, I was going to say she doesn't even have like one of those stickers or, or a badge. Nope. No, she's got a badge. She has a wristband on. I noticed it this time. She has a purple oh. wristband on when she's in the facility that she doesn't have on any other time. It was a small detail, but. That's cool. Or it's from the, cl- the club last night. You know, the club where they play my, the, the one club where they play my song because I give them $20 every time. <laughs> Canadian dollars. Yep. So she's wandering around trying to find Ryan. And so this other creepy John is storming off like, I got you. <laughs> doing his villain, villain sachet off and what happened? Ray decides he needs a smoke. Oh, I'm going to smoke. How hall. shocking was it to see people smoking inside like both times? I was like, what? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody, nobody bats an eye when some people start smoking inside. But it was nope. the 80s. It was but the 80s. John knows something is up and tries to run away. Like, There's red smoke yes. coming out of the pipe. There's something yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, the, the pipe that has a demon's face on it. And so yeah. he runs around and Mickey catches him in the middle of dissolving or burning up. Yeah, it's a really traumatic death and Mickey gets to catch the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Not quite the not quite not quite the end of it. She sees him covered in smoke and sees him melting and then she runs to get help. She runs down the yeah. hallway screaming and fa- runs into Ryan. She brings back like there's a man on fire. There's a man on fire. There's a man on fire. And then it's just sparkling clean room. 
<laughs> and that motherfucker Ryan does not believe her. How many times has this happened Ryan in the show? Ryan wants to believe in his dad. He has trauma. I get that. I get that. It's a, yeah, but they always have to gaslight each other. It's what is one. It's the other. It's, yeah. it's Mullen. If they believed each other, it would be a much shorter episode. It would be a much shorter episode. And Jack's not around to be like, break the fuck up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my question, though. I say to the guy who's sleeping, go. What does the okay. pipe like? Usually, these are Faustian curses. Mm-hmm. You, you you get something. What is the curse? It just kills people. That's all it does. And, and, and it dissolves their body. It kills them and leaves no trace. But that's that's kind of lazy as a curse. It's not a uh, curse. It's just a Trey, death. Can I offer you an alternative? Yes. The Faustian deal here is just in the broken nature of family and not in the cursed object. Oh. True. True. I'm also thinking like if Lou, if Lewis, if the things that we have we have proposed in earlier episodes, that if Lewis picked this specifically to give to Ray mm. as a present, as an adult, yeah, he knows Ray's a flop, and he knows his. That he's all about ambition. He's got big dreams. Yeah. He wants fame, but fame costs. Yes, yeah, so I'll use this. I'll leave this to you and you can use it when, when I'm going to give this to you. And also that the, the that if the, that we've proposed that the items let you know how to use them. Yeah. yeah. Like this would be a good this would be a good time for you to take a smoke because this person will like move you one step. Well, and I think we yeah. really good work with um, with Ray in this in this episode. Because he does something that would be so easy to be indicating. I know that's actor parlance, but when when something is a threat, he feels like his hand is drawn to the pipe in his pocket and he kind of touches it to be like, I, I could do that. I could do that. My problem would go away. And you can see it happen in a really yes. organic way come across his face. And, and I, I just think it contributes to Patrick's point of the, the objects let you know. Yeah. But and it's, it's also, also been established. Kind of- Connie, hold on, Connie. Also established in that conversation with Mickey that, oh, yeah, Ray carries it around all the time. He considers it his good luck charm. He's carried yeah. it around for years. So he's used to rubbing that pipe in his pocket and we're back to porn. Well, it's also that usually these sometimes these are given out to screw someone's life over. But, you know, Lewis probably gave us to Ray out of good intentions of I love mm-hmm. you. I want you to do well. Mm-hmm. Here's this pipe Join for you. Us, Hopefully it'll help leave you. Leave your field to flower. Join yeah. us. Or, or, or not even just sour. join us, but just more of like, this was like an actual like gratitude or like love for him. Like, I love you. I want to give this to you. I think, yeah. But he's twisted, so of course he's going to kill people, but that's beside the point. No, but I, yeah, I, I mean, agree with you. I think, uh, totally. I think Uncle Lewis probably selected an item that had a lower buy-in cost mm, yeah. for someone he loved. He was yeah. grooming him, maybe? Grooming him for oh. what, Trey? To join the club? Evil. What kind of club is that? Satan club? To killing people club? <laughs> killing well, I mean, for profit. Satan. Killing for fun and profit. That's that other book that guy wrote. Yeah. <laughs> the Bachelor's Guide to uh, the Seduction and Killing People for Profit. Okay, okay, where are we? So so Ryan doesn't believe Mickey. Yeah, uh, yeah, he Ryan goes, it's a military complex. It was probably some sort of an accident. If there was an accident in a military complex, I think we, maybe we should let somebody know. <laughs> of course, nobody, nobody hears this guy screaming. The thing is, with this curse, yeah. the death of this curse, it's slow. Yeah. It's slow, and based on the acting, it fucking hurts like yes. hell. Yes. You suffer before you go. And so this guy's screaming for a long time, but nobody hears it. But I'm guessing that's the devil at work there, too. And right about here in my notes, I wrote, well, you can't see it. Where the hell is Jack? I was very upset. Trey, that Jack- Trey be patient. But it was Man funny. on I just- fire, body in the hall, fine, right? <laughs> body on fire. Body on fire. But this is our second kill. And Ollie, this is pretty much it for de- for murders in this episode. Yeah, that's a it. in it's this. It's a very low body count episode, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, Has Mickey sees the pipe. That night... Ryan's in his bedroom and Mickey's trying to warn him about this. It's like, listen, there's something going on. 
There's something going on. I need to know more about your dad. I know what I, I know what I saw. Yeah. And Ryan and doesn't your your oh, uncle. Oh, we skipped your an important uncle gave point. something gave you oh you go. Ray caught up with Mickey and Ryan in the hallway in the complex, grabs her arm in a very violent way, goes, yes. What did you see? He's already worried about it, and he's the violent. Violently comes grabs out it too violently, yeah. Yeah. With with his ambition. That's where the toxicity, the violence is. It's gone. Who's gone? Mickey, what the hell's going on? There was a man and he was covered with smoke. Okay, okay, okay. take take a breath. Ease it down. What are you doing here? Nothing bad. Mickey just had a scare. Why? What did you see? What did you see? Take it easy. It was nothing. I I didn't see anything. I got confused looking for Ryan. My imagination got the better of me. Gotta get out of here. Sorry, I just wanted to establish that there because it's gonna come back. And she was great. She she handled it really. She lies really well this episode. She's getting better. She goes, I I don't know what I saw. I I must have lost my head. I didn't see anything. Like she just drops it. Yeah, Yeah. and it was great. Great moment for her. She became Lucy Bender, innocent bystander. He's trying to warn him about the pipe, and he keeps he keeps gaslighting her. Finding yeah. every excuse possible that it can't be my dad, which is understandable. That whole can't denial thing. Can't be my thing. dad. You don't know that this pipe exists. You've never seen it. Why do you want to look for my dad's pipe? It could be a practical joke for all you know. Oh, uh-huh. this is my favorite. So in in this um, this dialogue, he's he's trying to gaslight her, right? Betting so it's goes, the same thing I just saw. I have written down. Please go. Uh, why would my father use a cursed object? Then there's a line in the middle, and then he answers his own question. He's got a wedding come up. He's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, not the same line, I think. That's why we'd use it. (laughs) The thing I wrote down was, Mickey, leave it alone. You're talking about some pipe you've never even seen. It could be a practical joke. It could be anything. We we were in a weapons factory at the... It could have been an accident. Yeah, but what about the pipe? Connie told me that Lewis gave your father a pipe. What about a pipe? You're talking about a pipe that we don't know anything about. And if there is a pipe, is it an antique? Did Uncle Lewis give it to him before he made the pact with the devil? I mean, for all we know, he got it from a smoke shop, right? Ryan, you're not even trying to... You're talking about a pipe that you have never seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like a mulcher you haven't seen? (laughs) Like pretty much like a trephinator? That you've never seen? Yep. Yeah, but we understand, it's understandable. So meanwhile, in the other bedroom, in Ray and Connie's bedroom, they're getting into some stuff. Oh, Ray's it's not awful. happy. Ray wants Ryan and Mickey gone. I am 54 years old. I have worked for tomorrow all of my life. If I blow this demonstration, I'll be right back where I was before. I can't divide my attention between my work and you and Ryan. Can't you ever see my side? Oh, my God. Connie. Oh, Connie, I'm sorry, honey. Please, please, Connie. Connie, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, honey. Please. I always thought that having your dream come true would make you happy. It hasn't. Changed you. You're so angry. Honey, we'll be all right. After tomorrow, we'll be fine, honey. You see, the, the, the pressure will be off. It's just the pressure, honey. And he is yeah. losing his shit. I don't want them here. Why can't you ever see my side? And Connie just has this human moment. Instead of arguing with him, she just starts crying. 
Oh, I didn't I like thought that. having your dream come true would make you happy, but it hasn't. It's just made you angry and sullen. Which which goes to speak to the, the corruption of the object. He even if he was a fuck up before, he was a well meaning loving fuck up. Yeah. And this is one of those moments too that like when, when he softens, when he sees what he's done to her, he softens. He sees yeah. that he's hurt her. And I'm going, I yeah. really want him to pull through. And then I went, We also just saw him murder two people with absolutely no regrets. Yep. No regrets. No, no regrets. <laughs> so I don't think this is going to end well for anybody because it just can't. It can't. It just, can't. Okay. John worked really hard to be a high ranking weasel, Trey. I think you're being really judgy right now. Well, you know, you're right. right. <laughs> okay. I have empathy for weasels. Leave Polly Shore out of this, okay? Um, <laughs> the weasel. Pop, pop goes oh, the weasel. Oh, I, I the weasel. Like pop, pop out. goes the weasel. The weasel. Pop goes the weasel. Goes the weasel. Goes pop. Goes no pop. more rapping on this show. This is very in, important. This in is the a very fight important. with Connie. Ray announces, no. I am 54 years old. And I just, my notes say, rough 54, buddy. Yeah. I spat my tea out. I'm like, oh, as I'm, look, I'm looking at me now. I'm visualizing Ray because I'm not 54. I'm getting there. I'm not far off. I'm like, I look good. <laughs> you, you moisturize. It's because you're an artistic yeah, moisturize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's easier on the skin, <laughs> despite all the pancake makeup that we wear all the time, the grease paint. Um, but this next scene is very important. It's very, very important because Mickey is sneaking out to make a phone call in the middle of the night, and she's wearing the brighter Frankenstein nightgown. That is the only nightgown. <laughs> oh, she had that shitty robe last episode. Thank you very we much. We shan't speak of it. There is only one nightgown. Yeah. <laughs> there is only one nightgown. There was only one stream. We're back now. That's airplane. Never mind. <laughs> there is only one nightgown. Yeah. She makes a phone call to Jack. Yay. And I'm thinking, and we don't even get a voiceover. I'm like, he's not in this episode. When I first yeah, watched, yeah, he's yeah. I was having the exact same. Again. Oh, they're just gonna, they're just gonna do her side of the dialogue. He's uh, off was, shooting a movie. Where the fuck yeah. is Jack? But what I love that she asked him, she's like. Well, I hope she doesn't mean my sexy pan flute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Jack's got a Yanni album in this. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Master of the romantic. Would mood. you like to hear some Indonesian pipe music? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's from Singapore. From Indonesia oh, and Singapore. Anyway, uh, but Jack's been alerted that there's a problem. It's the day of the wedding. Hey. There's still all this hustle and bustle getting ready. And Mickey is doing her chores that she's been assigned by Connie, happily doing so, while also looking for the pipe. What happens? Enter Jack. No. Yay. No, not yet. Oh. No. This is this is one of my favorite moments of the thing because something that ties to back back to what I said before. Ray catches her snooping. I thought that was next. No, it's before Jack's get, before Jack gets there. Oh like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. The so, doorbell rings in the middle. That's what breaks yeah. up the scene. No, you're is you're that, right. So Roby Mickey is is rooting around in a, a, a cupboard sideboard thing. or something, whatever. And Ray is like, "What are you doing?" Because he's been so upset that the kids have been snooping around his house, and he doesn't like her. Doesn't like them. And plus, you know, Kaz and Kathleen, that whole side of the family is... And Mickey's like, "I was looking for your little napkin." Lies without blinking an eye. Yeah, not an issue. Like he's got linen play. Linen and yeah, just thinking, so, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking back to the the fake Amish community where she, where she got caught looking for the mirror, and she's like, ah, "I was going to the sewing circle." No, we've gotten and better I was at looking it. for. Oh, Aunt she, Sarah. Yeah, she learned oh, from that. I, this isn't Aunt Sarah's room. She's gotten a lot better at lying. She's yeah, she learned from that experience. I'm much more afraid of Effie Stokes, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> but the most menacing 
line is just a, napkins are in the kitchen. Just like the, oh shit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm See, on that, to you. That's where I would have been looking. That's where I would have been looking for linen napkins too in the dining room. That's where I would have been looking for them as well. So I, I gave Mickey. But it doesn't matter because saved by the ding dong doorbell. Jack. Yeah, I was so I happy. Cheered. I cheered when Jack showed up. I was so happy <laughs> to see him. It's been so long. I was like, Jack, Jack <laughs> fix this shit, Jack. Please, yes. please. I need an adult, please. The kids, These are, kids in charge. are out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite thing, they're introducing him. Like, this is Jack. He works with us. You know, he's, he's, you know. He was a friend you know, of Lewis. And Ray goes, a friend of Lewis? And FOL. So much yeah. hope. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll be able to deal with him. We at least have something in common. He's not like them. And then Jack's like, also, Ryan saved my life. And Ray's like, eh, boo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I won't. And Connie is so kind to Jack. And it's the chemistry in that one scene I was like, was great. And yeah. if we need any more indication that Jack is gay, it comes right here in this episode. <laughs> yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. I have notes. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't mean to party crash. Uh, I'm afraid my uh, curiosity got the better of me is what it was. Can you put up party streamers? My dear, it's my one true calling. Oh, yes, it is, yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could say. Yep. You know he's taken over the decorate. Like, when they cut away and go other places, you know, he's like, no, 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 this has got to go. <laughs> no, no, honey, no. Here, let me fix it for you. Yeah, girl, no. But, no. <laughs> in the mythos of the show, though, Connie's soon going to be available. And, you know, him and J- her and Jack had a lot of chemistry. I was no, there was, there was one woman Jack was attracted to. She is Birdie. dead now and she can't like, go no. back. Connie is yeah, broken was, at the end of this episode. Connie is oh, God, broken. Yeah. I know. I, I didn't even I understand the, the dialogue together. at the end of it. It didn't matter because I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I just I love Jack and Connie. They're so happy together. Yeah. That mean that I can stay? Oh, just try to escape. Yeah. They're so Jack great. and Connie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jack and Connie. They're what a great couple. Yay. And in the midst of this, immediately Mickey's like, hey, Jack, come help me in the kitchen. What do we know? What do we know? What do we know? He's like, there's nothing in the register about a pipe being sold. So I don't know, but there is this one pipe that was with a devil head that was that's supposedly still in the inventory, but it's not. So it might be the one that it might have been given as a gift. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. So, well, we got to find that pipe. Upstairs, Ray and Ryan are getting ready for the wedding. Yeah. Looking in the mirror. Putting on the bow ties. It's this beautiful side by side shot. They're standing at the his and hers mirrors. Such a classic father son moment to in another movie. Yes. Like this, like this is going to be super heartwarming. And as soon as Ryan comes over, Ray's like, hey, let me do that for you. You've never yeah. learned how to tie yeah. your tie. Yeah. You never know how to like, tie your no, tie. No, well. Dad, I do know how to tie it. You'll do it all faggy and artistic. <laughs> you tie your tie like a fag. <laughs> Those one tie ones tie like a bad trick. With your pinky out, so it's fancy. And it comes out smell like cum. That was fabulous. <laughs> no, what am I, I, can I go for one real, real brief tangent? Yeah. So on um, Trixie and Katya, the two drag queens, they watch movies yeah, yeah. and comment on them. And so there's two about two boys who are like, one's in the closet and they're making out and like the... The mother of one of them knocks on the door, and as she and so the boys are like, oh, and they kind of straighten up as she walks in, and Trixie goes, "Is there some gay stuff going in here? This whole hallway smells like cum." 
Yeah, so they have this wonderful scene, and it starts turning ugly again. It just they yeah. start fighting again, and you know, about being a failure. Like you don't know, you don't know anything. You don't know anything about success. And Ryan's just, oh, is it true that you saved that guy's life? I love how upfront he is about this, and like no drama about it. Every time he brings yeah. it to the surface, he's like, listen, we, we okay, we get items cursed by the devil, and it's dangerous. Okay. I know you don't believe me. I don't fucking care. And I'm not going to explain it to you because it's not worth my time because you don't listen to me anyway. Yeah. Great moment. But the, the subtext is Ray does know what he's talking about. He doesn't. Well, he I mean, he does he, well but the, the, the pipe's cursed. He knows the pipe's cursed. Well, he might. He, uh, is it cursed or is it blessed? But I guess. I, I don't think he has a sense of scale, how many cursed items there are. I, this is hurting other people, any of that. But we get this little moment of redemption. And he's not going to be able to wrap scene. his head around the fact that his beloved Uncle Lewis. No, but I think that the maybe. The devil incarnate. I always think of those that he was putting some ring of truth into what Ryan was saying. Even though Ryan didn't realize it. The scene anyway, changes, though, and I don't remember I why. I think it had something to do with saving. Life. Oh, he's like, oh, 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 oh. He's like. Well, if what you do is so dangerous, why do you do it? What we do is dangerous. I don't expect you to believe that we recover cursed antiques, but that's what we do. Why do you do that? I think because of you. Me? Yeah, ever since I was a kid, you've always taught me right from wrong. If you don't do it yourself, no one's going to do it for you, right? I'll never forget that. Oh, yeah. It's so lovely. It's yes. like, well, it has to do with the way you raised me. You taught me to do right, and I'm trying to do right. And if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And this landed in my lap, and i got to do it. I learned that from and you. And from there, it, Ray just looks at him, and he goes, you're not the little boy I was angry at. And Ryan goes, Dad, I thought you knew everything. And Ray just goes, I don't know anything. Oh. Yeah. Except it's going to change again. What do they look? What is Ryan getting out of the the, the dresser or trying to find? Because I don't know what it is. Because this is what changes the scene. Whatever Ryan is, Ray tells him to get something out of the dresser drawer, and Ryan goes to get. It and he's like, "It's not here." And this is what sets Ray off, angry again. And then Ray goes looking for it, and then and then he can't find it, and he goes to abuse Connie about why did you let Mickey and Jack leave? I'm guessing it was admission. To the like his his ID card to get into the factory. It's got to be something. an ID card because when we find Mickey and Jack, we're inside his office. Maybe it's like his office key. Because the thing that we did not mention is that Ray does have this contract with this company, but there's a big sale that might be happening, and he has to do a demonstration for really shady people from you know Central America. But the demonstration's yeah. happening on the same day. The demonstration happens. He's going to get rich and he's going to get married. It's going to be the best goddamn day of his life. And someone so, even mentions that it was like him to have a wedding and a demonstration on the same day because he's so yeah. ambitious or so so work oriented. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, yeah." And Ray, there was another thing that made Ray lose his temper. Everything makes Ray lose his temper. So all of a sudden, everything's changing. He's run, Ray goes running down the street. He's like, "Where's that? Where's that woman? Where's where's that guy? I knew they were up to something. They stole from me." And he's like, "They went. They went. I don't know. They left. They said they were gonna go buy soda they or something." To get how long ago? I don't know. A couple of minutes. And so Ryan and Ray are off to the factory. Well, Ray has to ask Connie for the other car keys to follow <laughs> Ray because Ray is already fucked off. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think the next is the, the meet and greet in the parking lot of the weapons facility. We meet oh, General Jose yes. Aguilar. Yeah, shady bigwigs. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you've, you've invented this horrible gun and we're selling it to another country and we're all okay with that in a, in a, in a weird parking lot meeting. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry so about like, it. Listen, why don't do business like other companies, all right? <laughs> we get it done. Uh, but it goes well. We're like, okay, we'll see you inside for the demonstration. Okay, bye. He's like, I just got something to do first. Okay, bye. <laughs> so Ray gets in there first and, you know, everything's set up. The saddest saddest yeah. little beverage cocktail table ever. I was like, oh, I know. Was- one glass of champagne each? Really? You guys are cheap fuckers. You really know how to wine them and dine them. But he's running through the thing. He, he goes to his all. He goes to his office to get the pipe. Because we know the, the pipe is in his office drawer. We saw him put it in there earlier in the episode. And what happened? It's still there, thank God. So he pulls it out of the drawer and then Jack and Mickey both rest it out of his hand. They come popping out of nowhere like, ha ha, I just, I love the fact that there's no kind of so subtlety. It's just like, fuck you, we're going to get this as ours. You didn't notice this plus size man in a bucket hat in your <laughs> office and this woman with enormous hair was hiding somewhere in okay. your office, which I guess I is just I want to take a moment palatial. to appreciate the shady shit Mickey outfit. She is wearing a black turtleneck, an enormous statement necklace, brown paper bag pants, and she has these high-heeled boots that obviously have no traction on them because in the ensuing chase scene, you can see her push against the door and her feet just slide. (laughs) Yeah, because this place is all linoleum. The walls are linoleum, the floor is linoleum, the ceiling is linoleum, everything's linoleum. If I knew I had to run away from bad people, I would wear flats. Yeah, well, but it's her Mickey. wedding outfit. It's her outfit for the wedding. She's dressed for the party. When I go to weddings, I bring emergency flats in a purse because you know I'm not wearing those heels home. Well, she wouldn't have to bring anything because it was in the house where they were staying. She just would have to go upstairs. Don't, Mickey always has to look nice. Here. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. It's I better to look but good than to destroy The fight scene is actually decently choreographed. This is a good fight scene. Yeah, the fight liked scene it a lot. is good. It was very good. Even though they did that thing Maya hates. Where somebody's fighting somebody and then the third person jumps on the back of one person. Okay. Jack but, Jack jumps Jack jumps on Ray's back and I was like, oh girl. <laughs> okay, so girl. What I loved is that Jack is no spring chicken. No turkey. No. Uh, and and Ray is no spring chicken and they fight like creaky old dudes. They don't <laughs> I caught that. I caught that. I they, caught that. No turkey. Fuck you. <laughs> you like the turkey. You always invoke the turkey. Uh, I know. I've never had it invoked on me, and it hurts. Now I understand. Oh, oh well then. Uh, but but when they fight, like it's obvious this is neither of them's first choice. It's a fight choreographer who gets that it's different, and it's like Mickey runs off with the pipe, and you have this hand to hand combat moment between the two of them, and it just like sucks. It sucks for both of them. He punches her in the head twice, like not 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 smacks her on the like it's a closed fist side oh, of the yeah, head punch. Yeah. I was like, holy yeah. shit! And Ray is a big dude. We he just is. said we just said that Jack is not a, a skinny patootie. Ray's twice his size, and all me. Yeah. Not not necessarily fat, but he's you can tell he's 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 packing he can, barrel yeah. barrel chested dude. Yeah, yeah. Just punched a woman in the head twice. Yeah, I loved it. But um, I love it. Actually, that happens later. But I got ahead of myself. But no, uh, uh, Mickey grabs the pipe and fucks off. Like they drop it, it gets yeah. dropped, and Mickey takes it, rant, runs. Meanwhile, Jack is riding this guy's back. Jack sees that it's Mickey's chance to like run off with the object, and it's like, fuck, this is the fight. I have to have this fight. And he has That's the great. fight. The bucket hat falls off, and what happens the second the bucket hat falls off? He gets he the best. Ray him. gets the best of them. Jack gets tased. tased. That's what happens. I'm like he doesn't have the magic. Of the bucket hat protecting nope. him, and bam, tased. With an yep. experimental taser, no less. Yes, yes, yes. I also like that that when Ray's carrying off 
Jack's unconscious body that he puts the bucket hat back on him. I'm like, <laughs> that's not, that's thoughtful. Totally which right. Is... We're going to let him have his dignity, Patrick. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have because it's the it's the Deus Ex bucket hat that saves Jack later. But we'll get into that when that happens. Oh, he's, he's hidden the firing range. And I just have got to say. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say he hides Jack's body behind one of the targets in the firing range while these while the guys from Central America are on the other side of the firing range getting ready to test this thing out. And this whole thing of them testing it out on each target and they're slowly getting closer to Jack's target, it made me think this was a Batman episode. It reminded me of the old TV show of, you know, this is when you cut it. It's like, well, you know, will Batman get saved in time? Or will he, you know, you know stay tuned. I was like, How this high is- were you, Trey? <laughs> oh, I was... <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. It, you're not wrong because it wasn't helped by the sound effect of the missile thing that keeps going off. Oh but yeah, it's so the very, missile, the experimental laser ray gun goes pew 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 pew. So it's making a very cartoony noise, which doesn't help the Batman thing. No, it sounds like an earthquake. Like, like it's. Well, it's just like this this trap of slowly impending doom that just made me think of Batman. Mm-hmm. Just. Or, or James mm-hmm. Bond, just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm very, very you, James but... Bond. The spikes are coming, not too fast, but they're coming though. Yeah, they're coming. They'll be here soon. They'll be here next week, same bat mm-hmm. time. Old same, Jack escape. Same Jack well, time. Mickey and Ryan. Same Jack place. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, Ray and Connie have arrived, and they come running in. Stop! 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 Where's Ray? Ray's supposed to be here. This it's is the most the biggest important day of his life. life. He would be here. That's because Ray's going after Mickey. Ray is chasing Mickey down a hallway, beating the shit out of her. <laughs> like does. Patrick mentioned, hitting her in the face with a closed fist. She's a tiny little slip of a thing. We're still not there because We're they not? break it up and they're like, sorry, he's not. <laughs> sorry, he did not, I, don't, I, I don't do Spanish accents well, so I'm not going to attempt it. They're like, sorry, he's not, not here. The guy Pardon me while I take, this, <laughs> yeah, that, while that, I take this one last shot for the one last target. And Ray, Ryan looks over at that target. And what does he see poking out the side? The book. Bucket hat. Stop bucket and his hat hand, and his hand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop the execution. <laughs> and then he grabs the laser gun, makes it point up at the ceiling. General Aguilar shoots it at the ceiling and like concrete falls down. Then they all rush <laughs> to go get Jack out from behind the bottle. Yes. Get up. Yeah. And Jack's, Jack's coming back to consciousness. Oh, oh, oh. And he's just, he goes, Ray has been using the pipe. And I kind of went giggity. But <laughs> and so Mickey's in danger. Ray's been using the cursed pipe, and Mickey's in danger, Ryan. Oh, my God. No! And I love that Ryan wasted no time. He just takes off. And not only did he take off, he grabs that fucking gun, that fucking missile gun to take with him. He is not fucking around. Ryan's actually effective in this episode. He's growing, and so meanwhile, board. we cut back to the hallway. When they say Mickey's in danger, we cut back to the hallway, and that's when she's getting punched in the damn head and trying to run down the hallway in those slidey boots. She gets punched two times in a row. Like, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. Which really should have put her out. But, it, but you know, yeah. that hair. Her hair, hair is also a cursed object. We've discussed this. It cannot We've be destroyed. I assume it's absorbing <laughs> some of the impact. Well, I just think he kind of hit the head. He hit, hit the hair. And the hair is so like, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like a bulletproof vest. Got all these yeah. shock absorber, absorbers under there. Yeah. But she goes taking off down the hallway and Ray just starts feeling that pocket and takes out the pipe. And we're like, yeah. oh, shit. Ryan's and Mickey is another smart woman. She realizes there's a door and it's a pipe and smoke would come well, through the door. Well, she's trying every door. No, she's trying every door. She's in a hallway she can't get out of. 
she's in a dead end hallway and she turns she turns around like it's like a t-shaped hallway she goes down one and it's got all, all the doors are locked and she runs down the other one there's only one open and it's like a supply closet yeah yeah. And she's begging through the door. She's like, Ray, you don't want to do this, Ray. She makes eye contact. She appeals to him and goes, please don't do this. It's like. That's right. She makes eye contact. Awful. He watches when he does this. Yeah. And guys, I'll bring up. There's no sense of family between her and Ray. This entire, and I was just was like, you're part of the same family. You could have brought that in for no. her as well. But no. no. We, it. we no. address that. We know how Ray feels about I know. the family. We know Ray doesn't like anyone that isn't Lewis. This is the most important day of his life. Nothing is going to get in his way. No, and she is expendable. No, he's going to make a sale. He's going to get married to Connie, and that's it. That's what Ray wants. I don't know what happened. She robbed me. She stole my keys. She tried to steal stuff out of my office, and then she disappeared. Yeah. I Who just wish they had that sense that of history. That side of the family was history. always like that. You know, yeah. that, that's why we don't talk to them. You know, this is okay. going to be an excuse. Fair enough. It's easy enough she to cover. Taping the door. She well, sees when, the, when the, the smoke starts coming through, she's thinking, yeah, yeah, the and, smoke and starts coming through. she looks for the stuff in the closet and she's like, uh, she has a smart Mickey moment. She starts taping the door. It's not quite enough. Some of the smoke starts to come through. Ryan is catching up and he has the experimental ray gun. Yes. Oh, I don't even remember what the demand is. Did he pull? He's straight. He's straight. He's like, where? He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's too late. It's too late. Sorry, Ron. Too late. Where's Mickey? Son, you don't understand. I'm not your son! Where is she? God. Damn it, I mean it! Back there. Ryan, it'll be all over by now. It always takes a life. Ryan! Ryan! And Ryan just pulls that. He pulls the gun and just tell me where the fuck she is, where the fuck yeah. she is, basically. Well, you might want to follow the red cloud. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, really. But not that. And Ray's like, it always takes a life. I, I, I don't know what to do. It's too late. There's nothing you can do. It's going to kill her. There's nothing. We can't stop it now. Let's go to and, my wedding. It'll be more fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like Connie? Connie's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the chicken dance. We do the we do the hokey pokey. It's gonna be great. But yeah, Mickey's Mickey's starting to cough and it's bad. And and Ryan instead. Throws the door open, pulls her out of it, and puts himself in the cloud. Yep. Heroic Ryan. And you can see it start to affect him. He starts coughing and doubling over, and Ray has this moment of clarity, and he, like, football checks Ryan out of the way, becomes the person who absorbs the cloud, and Ryan has to sit powerless and watch his father, like, broil to death. Yeah. It was affecting it was also, awful. this guy, yeah. Ray is a significantly better actor than the other two people that have died. Mm -hmm. So it's powerful. You're seeing the pain. And there's a moment, like, when you know it's getting towards the end where he kind of threw out all his extremities. I'm going, he's going to explode in front yeah. of his son. Yeah. yeah. Because it's his, it's his item. Like, the, he's going to get the worst thing. But he doesn't. He just fades away. Just disappears. And the day is saved. You've got the pipe back. And everything's going to be fine. Except it's not. Because now we got to clean up the mess. We have to clean up the mess. We don't have bodies, but we do have a mess. Uh, we go back to the house. We have a bride left at the altar. At least Connie's alive. Mickey is turning away guests at the front door. Connie is talking to people from the facility on the phone, just going, there's, there's no sign of him. He ran away just like his father because they're obviously not going to explain to Connie what really happened. And just, just like it was. Cause, and also you see on her face that she always knew. She always knew. This she always going knew to happen. he was kind of a dirtbag and this side was going to win out. It was, it was heartbreaking. 
it, it was, was heartbreaking. Hard. No, there was so much hope like, on that face. She's, yeah. There's hope and she's just weeping. And it's gone. And, and there's nothing like, they can do. Most of the lights are turned off in the house. So all the wedding decorations are still around in this scene and the final scene. And it's just awful. The streamers were lovely, though, right? I did them. <laughs> they still look great. Shut up, they Jack. can leave them up We forever. know, Jack. <laughs> yeah, we know, Jack. I'm just saying. There's always, there's always a silver lining. <laughs> and well, yeah, we have Speaking of the silver lining, we, we go to the living room where the lights are off, but the wedding cake is still set out. Mm-hmm. And Ryan is, suited, no, is notably at the bar and good for you. Yeah. That's where I would be. And Jack's trying to explain it, and all this stuff is wonderful. He's like, I don't know, he doesn't. It, 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 there's a lot to wrap a, your mind around if you're in Ryan's shoes. In yeah, twenty four hours less. Than. A lot. It is. Um, and he's trying to figure out why he did it. And Jack was like, "Listen, your, your dad wasn't a bad guy. It's just when you're when you're young, the world. Hold on. Oh, this line is great because the talks world about is how- a landscape. The world is a landscape of possibilities." And you know, Ryan, it's such a hard thing when a man reaches the upper limits of his life. There's no room to maneuver. I mean, the future is no longer a landscape of possibilities. It's a narrow ledge over a long, dark drop. And that's a hard thing for a proud man. It's a hard thing for anybody. And then it's like final his final softening words are, you know, as opposed to all these other people who had these cursed objects, your father did it for love. I didn't know him at all. Yes, Ryan, you did. And in the end, he knew you too. Like Uncle Lewis, he renounced the curse and he paid the consequences, but with one big difference. Your father did it for love. And yeah, in the end, he 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 renounced the curse just like Lewis did, but Lewis did it to save himself. Yeah, this is not what Jack said, but it's in the uh, it's in the subtext. But your dad did it to save you. Oh, well, and the ambition that finally oh, got him to use the pipe. I, oh, did, I just missed it over. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I yes, but I wanna. I just want to add the thing that finally prompted him to use something that's been in his pocket his whole life was he wanted to marry Connie. Mm, that's true. I think yeah. I think it's love in both of those directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's the first thing he does when he gets home. The first thing he does is propose. Yep, we're getting married. First thing we're doing, getting married. We're so, getting out of this shitty apartment. We're gonna have a better life, and we're gonna have it together forever. You and me, baby. Men. This is a good episode. We've had a couple of duds lately, and it's nice to see people back on track. It's not an A-plus episode, but I think it's a really strong episode. The military stuff doesn't really work for me. I think it's really strong. I love this. It's probably just my mood lately, but probably it's also because it reflects so much of my personal life that I don't get connected to it. I'm like, this whole part of the story I have to distance myself from because, mm, yeah, That's mm, fair. I've had this conversation without the devil antique stuff. Good stuff. Alternate casting. Do you guys have anybody? Uh, so we have a really vintage voice going on with Mike Constantine. He has that like hoarseness that for some reason we don't really hear anymore where he starts to sound like Dom DeLuise. So I want Dom DeLuise to be Ray. Dom DeLuise, as funny as he was, I think would make a fantastic tragic villain. He would. I would love it. Because you wouldn't expect it from him. Yeah, Yeah. I'm there for that. I I think if you could get him to play it sincerely with a good director, I'd watch the pants off of that. Oh, yeah. For him to do something different, he would have loved it. Yeah. Yes. We would have loved it. Trey, you had something. There's a drag queen called Love Connie. 
Her name's Love Connie. I would have loved to see her play Connie. Who's she going to play? <laughs> Connie. Love Connie. She's going to play When they said Connie, she'll play, I, was, I thought she'll Love play Connie. <laughs> and, and then for, for the pipe, it, the face reminded me a little bit of Orson Welles, like in demonic makeup. Yeah, okay. So Orson You're Welles not wrong. as the pipe. You're not wrong. You're not, not Orson Welles as the pipe. pipe. With Orson Welles as the pipe. The pipe. You know what? If you wanted to make the pipe more, make more evil, just dig up Orson Welles and use his dead head. <laughs> just smoke <laughs> out of his dead head. Somebody made a bong out of Orson Welles' head, I'm sure, at some point. So, um, Ah, damn it. I thought I had something figured out, but I don't. I thought I was going to say, oh, well, his dad didn't have two red cents to rub together, but pennies are copper in Canada, too. So it's not America town. Oh. It's also just saying, it's, it's common enough saying that uh, that wouldn't register on me. But um, my alternate casting is for our creepy gay porn dude, our first victim. Oh. Like I said, he was so awkward that it could be determined as, like, just nervous or possible villain. I want to see Crispin Glover in that role. Oh, that would be great. Always Crispin Glover. That would have been great. Uh, I've been working on something for a really long time. (laughs) 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 It's powered by the gas particles, and it causes the propulsion with 100% 100% accuracy at 250 feet. <laughs> I call it the dead fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what does your computer say? It says it, says it is fuck. my de- density. <laughs> I couldn't think of an alternate curse. Well, actually, I did. The only alternate curse I could think of was that you smoke it and everybody else around you gets really high, but not you. You're just trying to punish Trey now. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I thought of that before. I'm like, nah, you know, it, it would be kind of like the variation on the stopwatch that stops time for everybody. But you like, I can go do some damage now because nobody's going to notice or be able no to do a fucking thing. No going to remember this because they're so fucking high. Well, I was going to say, well, yeah. it's, a, it's a pipe you smoke, but everyone around you gets the can- lung cancer. <laughs> they, but that happens anyway. Yeah, well, no, no, but it doesn't happen to you. you. No, whatever, whatever's happening to your lungs happens to everyone around you's lungs. What a fun curse! Right? So they don't get secondhand smoke; they get firsthand smoke. I don't, I don't, I don't like that curse. I don't, I don't like that, that one either. It's, an, it's, it's a curse. You're not supposed to like it. Damn it! I disagree. I disagree. I think smoke. we're supposed to love it. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be charmed by that. You can one. smoke like, and not worry about getting cancer. The problem is everyone around you gets cancer. But like That's now, like instantly, happens, like you smoke, Trey. <laughs> fucking a, Trey. I also fucking a. Everyone else gets mellow and be like, that would be awesome if like everybody, if you smoked it and like everybody else just turned into big bags of Cheetos. <laughs> Last no 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 Patrick Patrick. Last night we watched Demons One and Demons Two, and I started yes. really getting involved in it, oh and I was God. like, oh fuck. <laughs> Okay, so next time, kids, we are finally getting towards the end of the season. This is the penultimate episode, and it is one of the ones that's considered to be the best, and I'm going to get the title wrong because I always do. What is it? What Would a Mother Do? It is called What a Mother Wouldn't Do. Uh, Yes. About a cursed cradle. Uh Uh Uh-oh. That sounds creepy. This one's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. And you know what else we got? Lady villain. Yay. Isn't it funny how all the almost all the episodes that people consider to be the best ones seem to have lady, lady villains, villains and are the oh best gosh, written ones? I wonder ones? why that is. Ladies make good villains. No. Lady oh. That's, That's a new idea. I never heard of that. I know. I don't know. Could it be like centuries of like repression and, <laughs> and you know emotional torture and physical torture? <laughs> then, you know, maybe maybe women have a little bit more. <laughs> maybe we can see where they're coming from. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. A little more yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about a greedy lady yet, lady villain yet. They're all just like, yeah, this is personal. <laughs> <laughs> I may be profiting for this, but ultimately, this is some personal shit. Okay, kids, that is going to wrap things up for tonight. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Maya, for hanging out with me. You don't know how much this brightens up my month every month. Good. Me too. I mean that from the heart, genuinely. Aww. So, yeah, so next time, that's what we're going to do. So, please check that out on YouTube. Uh, so, for all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting Scream Queens and being a super Screamer patron. That's awesome. Have a healthy new year and a happy one. And I hope it's extra fabulous. And that's going to be all. So, I'm going to sign up. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. We can't leave yet. So, for the first time in 2022, kids, say it with me. Damn, Damn you, Uncle, Uncle Lewis. This time it actually has a little bit more meaning to it because you killed Ryan's dad. Oh, the high <laughs> guy's chatty now. Are you high right now? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>